We keep it alive. We keep it kicking. kicking. And we make sure it's sassy. It's the Emerging Into Greatness podcast. Are you ready to take your business further? Welcome to the Emerging to Greatness podcast with your host, Sassy Shade. <laughs> Talking all things business, business, business. Talking to CEOs, directors, and leaders in business. Keeping it alive, keeping it kicking, and definitely sassy. The Emerging Into Greatness podcast with Sassy Shade. There is absolutely no contest. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's once again, it's the Emerging Into Greatness podcast with Shadi Kukwala, aka Sassy Shade. Yes, once again, ladies and gentlemen, listen. Normally, when I get my guests, you know, we get their bios and I read through it. I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. But I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this particular guest, <laughs> this particular guest I have on today, when I was reading her bio, I had to check myself <laughs> because the accolades and the journey and what she has accomplished in her life over, over the years is enormous. It's actually enormous and it's encouraging. And um, why it's also dear to my heart is because she deals with women, young girls into women, bringing young girls into womanhood from their mannerisms to their image, to their purpose, <clears throat> the whole thing, you know, but just reading about her. Let me, let me give you a snippet because out of the whole bio, which was almost like a thesis, <laughs> I, had to take, I had to take some stuff out. You know, and I focused on what made me tick. And I know it's going to make you tick also. Remember, it's the Emerging Into Greatness podcast. We are talking about how people emerged into their greatness. And this woman, from her bio, I think it's like a drop in the ocean. She ain't started yet. But even though she has not even started yet, listen, y'all, listen, listen. She is a global brand. She's a polisher a mentor, a coach, and a multiple award winner, an entrepreneur par excellence <laughs> with an entrepreneurial certification from the Australian Business School and Daystar Business Academy. She's a refined public speaker, as you heard me elaborate, refined public speaker, a published author of, guess it, guess the title of this book, Distinguished Ladies and Gentlemen, Described as a super book written to bring out classic refinement in men and women, making them polished ladies and gentlemen. You really need to see that. And furthermore, 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 hmm, she has an NGO, which is, which is probably called Polished Damsels Foundation. Polished Damsels Foundation, which she set up to polish, groom, and rehabilitate, rehabilitate young girls who have been abused and molested in society now if anybody is you know even if you're in the diaspora um you would have heard about an issue going on right now about uh, molestation of a, a very young girl so this is really dear to my heart and i think it's so on point i would love to speak to her more about that she is popularly known as the brand polisher because of her passion to polish brands and and, and entrepreneurs Listen to this. 
as of 2021, she has successfully polished over 4,500 brands. Not 45. I, this is, I did not misread anything. 4,500 brands. Listen, I'm just going to stop there. Let's just introduce her. She is Gloria Robson. Whoa, Gloria, welcome to the Emerging into Greatness podcast. How how are you? I'm good. Gloria is good. I'm good. good how are you, Shade? Hey, girl, I am good. After reading about you, reading that bio, please, you've got a lot going on. You've got a lot going on. Um, <laughs> when you know what? I've got questions. I've got a lot of questions. So I'm just gonna try and take it one one step at a time, like I should anyway, if I if the excitement will permit me. Now, for everything that you've that I've described as a brand polisher, a mentor, a coach, what has really stood out to me is the polishing bit where you help people with their purpose. Tell us a little bit about yourself and then we get into that. All right. I'd like to thank everyone that is going to be listening to this podcast with Shade. Shade, I want to say thank you to you. Thank you so much for coming my way. Girl, you're doing so well. <laughs> I've heard a lot about you and um, it was quite exciting to to have you have me on this platform to do this with you is what I love to do best too. I mean, reaching out to people through my voice, using our voices to touch the world. So basically, uh, Gloria Robson is my name. And um, anyway, a little bit of my profile has been read. So um, I'm quite excited about this. Um, for, for what I do for myself, I am always that person who gets cranky about misbehavior. I get cranky right from time about bad attitude. <laughs> to me, such, such attitude make me feel like, oh my God, where are they from? I need to help them out. <laughs> so I've never really looked at people like in a, a way to condemn what they do, but mm -hmm. I've looked at them in a way to, to help them become better. So it's always been like that. Um, right from time. So mm -hmm. even when I picked up the dream and I'm like, I've got this dream and I just want people to be happy. I just want the world to be a very colorful uh, place. I just want people to treat people well. It all started from there for me. Mm -hmm. I want a situation where your smile makes a difference in the life of people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I want a situation where um, someone was sad before and then you're meeting the person and the values that you're dropping in that person's life is able to help the person to sail through. So that, that, that was it for me. And, um, and the journey started for me, you wow. know? So basically what I do, that when you hear the word polishing, polishing means a whole lot to me. I always tell people that I am a, a co-polisher with God. I'm a co-polisher with God. <laughs> Why? Because um, God himself loved beautiful things. He loved to make sure that everyone has come to him and become beautiful. Okay, yes. I'm a Christian, so I can't do away with talking about Christ and um, talking about what exactly his blood did for us. Go so for that it. blood came to polish, and, and that's what I do for people. Like Go I help them it. to become better, helping people to move from helping people to move from from that point where um, their mindset has been doctored to a place where they are now refined and they can actually talk well, I mean, speak well, 
They can dress well. They can relate with people well. They can consider others before the fight over anything. You know, mm. they can make way for others, not thinking about themselves first. That's mm. exactly what I'm out for. And at the end of the day, that they become classically refined um, personalities to be able to, you know, climb on their global stage. And mm. to me, the global stage is not, is not about standing up there. It's simply about when you have an opportunity, a bigger opportunity from where you are today, how, how will you manage that opportunity? That's exactly what I help people to do. So I get them ready for the global stage. And whether it's people who have issues with, you know, mother tongue interference when they're speaking, mm. when it's people that have issues with their dressing and mm. all that, I can go on and on. These are the things that I help people to do and make sure that their images are standing out excellently well. So mm. that's it for me. That's how it all started. And that's what I do. Yeah, so basically, it's really an extension of an image consultant. You go further. You go further. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. So how, how long have you been doing this? Because in your bio, it's, it's, it said here, as of 2021, as of now, as of today, you have successfully polished yeah. over 4,500... Tell us about that. Now, really, okay, before I, before I let you go there, <laughs> let me just remind people, Emerging Into Greatness podcast is really about speaking to business leaders, CEOs, and directors about how they emerge out of challenges to their greatness, to where they are now, you know, to the success that they are now. But so basically, if you have worked with over 4,000 brands and polished them to that i need you to tell me tell us i'm sure the world is waiting how have you been able to manage that and how long has that been because what i have here is just that as of 2021 but how long have you been doing this to amass to that point you know that you really are even successful with over 4,000 brands tell us more <laughs> All right, Chade, thank you so much for that. Mm -hmm. okay, all right, so I started this intentional journey. I like to call it intentional journey. I started it right from 2015. Mm -hmm. Yes, 2015. I became very intentional, but I started um, uh, um, trying to help people from 2003, okay? Mm. I started trying to help people from 2003, but when it came to 2015, I had struggled over time with the challenges of people not accepting what I was bringing to the table. Because, of course, um, when you talk about polishing, I think um, they, they had not met someone who could look them in the eyes and say, hey, I just didn't like the way you treated that person. Mm. I just don't like the way you are pronouncing your words. I just don't like the way you dress. Could you please dress this way next time? So initially it was like, it was like, who are you? Where are you coming from? I mean, how dare you? <laughs> so I had all those challenges before. I know, I know we're still going to talk about the challenges, mm -hmm. but um, when I started struggling with this idea of helping the world to be colorful or people to do things the right way, um, it was 2003. I cannot forget when one of my colleagues actually in the, in the teaching industry, the educational sector, told me to my face that, hey, you're one of us, so I don't know why you think you're different from every other person. Ooh. You know, I just started that job and I saw, <laughs> I saw that I needed, I needed to put a lot of things together. I mean, I, I needed to help them out. 
I was excellent. I mean, I had opportunity to collect um, some awards for most creative um, teacher of the year. I've had it about four times, mm. you know, in about two schools that I worked with. And what was I really doing different? I was just myself. I was just that that young lady who knew how to, to dress. Even, even when I, I didn't have um, uh, the knowledge of dressing so well professionally, of course, I grew up with a foster parent who, who was um, partly a Russian. So um, his, his lifestyle had actually rubbed off on me um, to, the, to the way I carry myself as a lady, mm. to the way I behave, to the way I talk with people, to the way I dress. I think his lifestyle actually rubbed off on me. And I saw that I couldn't stand around mediocrity. Mm. I wanted something excellent. I wanted to make sure that people are excellent in whatever. I, because I know the power of excellence, to be honest. Okay. I, at that moment, I didn't know much about yes, but I knew that being excellent is is gracious. I mean, it's powerful enough to put you in a position where mediocrity can never take you there. That's yes. what I knew that time. You know? yes. So I had to start hunting after it. And um, after a while, when they saw that, I knew when she made that statement to me, it was like, um, okay, I told myself, Gloria. You need to you need to actually help yourself. I mean, they need to see that you are a little bit uh, above them in terms of learnings, in terms of exposure, and all mm. that. So you I could start. Sorry, yeah. to that. you had to you had to do things by example. You have to show them by yes, example. Of course, of course. So basically, because I realized that. Yeah. Because I realized that. Yeah. Sorry. In the world that. Yeah. Go on. Go on. Go on. I realized that in the world that we live in, mm -hmm. people want to see. They want to see what you are able to do. They want to see you bring that difference to the table and then they follow you. Mm -hmm. Once they cannot see that difference on the table, they cannot see that you've done it and you've been able to successfully do it. They won't follow you. So that's mm -hmm. what I discovered about the world, you know? So that was how the journey started for me. And ever since then, I've been working with brands in my little, um, in my little way, in mm. the little corners that I found myself in the teaching world and all that. So I've been in the teaching um, uh, world for about 20 years. So okay. just imagine from 2000 and, uh, 2003, I've been there, you know, quietly doing my thing, quietly, you know. So when I saw that they needed to see who I am that is different, mm. I had to start undergoing training. I had to get a mentor. I had to start, you know, it was quite expensive for me to mm. be able to, you know, put into some um, uh, mentoring. So you, you know, put in the work, basically, there. by yourself yeah. first. Or, okay, you put in the work. So was that yeah. before, was that after you were told off by a colleague or some, uh, one of the ladies you were mentoring that, wait a yeah. minute, who do, who do you <laughs> think you are? <laughs> that, that was after. That was that after. statement actually propelled me to move on, to, to help my life, to make sure that my package was really good enough for people to see that, hey, I've been, I've been into the, I'm, I'm, may I please mention, hmm. I had initial issue for myself was um, um, initially when I came to Lagos, like I, I told you I grew up with a foster parent. Yeah. So when I came to Lagos, I had issues with my speaking ability, like speaking of the English language. I had serious issues because I was pronouncing the words the other way around, just like the way pronounced in my home, you know, that. Okay, wait a minute. So, I, sorry, I, I, need to, I need to stop you there. Where did you come from to Lagos? Where were you before? Okay, yeah, I'm actually, I'm originally from a Ibom state in Nigeria. Ah, okay. Yeah, 
biologically I'm from there. So mm -hmm. coming to Lagos, I, I grew up with a Delta parent from Delta mm -hmm. State, mm -hmm. from Warri, precisely, you know, okay. but in Lagos, like we were based in Lagos. So I mm -hmm. had that initial challenge. When I pronounce some words, people will laugh, like my classmates <laughs> will laugh at me, like, oh my God, where's she coming from and all that. So that was me as a little teenager, a little girl, because I came in at the age of 10, 10, 11, thereabout. Okay, you for know? the sake, sorry, <laughs> Gloria, for the sake of my worry friends and Delta friends, okay, now we will not want to, you know, we will not want to say that everybody from Delta or worry don't know how to talk. It was just you who had come from a particular, maybe a particular, were you in the village or were you in the town? Not a village, not a village per se. I, 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 I'm well. actually from around there. But where you were from or where you had, where you had grown up, you know, as a, uh, as a child, maybe the surroundings that you were at that point or at that, at that time, maybe they weren't speaking well because we do need to, to be careful here. We do have a lot of people who are from Delta and worry who speak well, but it was no, just- no, but, that, but, but, but that's the point I'm making because mm -hmm. I was coming to meet them. Mm -hmm. I was now living with them. Okay? okay. I love worry people, they're my people like, my area like seriously <laughs> you know so i was i was now going to be with them I, mm -hmm. I was meeting them and of course they had expectation of me but sorry i couldn't meet to that expectation i'm trying to put out some of the challenges i had personally mm. you know when i just came in mm. so some of them yeah I, I couldn't fit in that well and i i found it difficult to actually relate with people i had that I had that um, low self-esteem. I mm -hmm. had all that, the mm -hmm. inferiority complex as at then. So, but then I didn't know they were, that's what they were called. I just knew that I was always skipping away from people because I felt like they were going to laugh at me. Mm -hmm. And so when I, I got, I got into school, I got into my, um, uh, yeah, my secondary school, um, in Nigeria is just as one as junior, uh, junior school. Yeah. So it was then that the laughter was even much like they, they, they really laughed at me because my words were, I was pronouncing these words just the way I knew it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it was embarrassing to me that period. So to me personally, that those were the basic challenges I had. I remember one day going to my foster dad and I, I cried, I cried home from school and, wow. and I told him, I said, Popsy, yeah, I said, Popsy, they're always laughing at me. I, I don't know. I, mm. I actually want to learn. If there's any way I can learn how to speak English better, I don't mind. So something went for me. I was willing. Mm. I was willing to change. I was willing to learn. So I went to him and, and I cried because I knew he spoke, he spoke English very well. Like everybody at home speak English very well. So mm. why was I different and all that? Mm. So mm. He, he volunteered to help me. So he was actually, when I speak it bad, he would correct me. He was actually the only person that wasn't laughing at me. Oh. Yeah, because he was a father. So he was putting me through, you know, quietly taking me through the classes little by little. Mm -hmm. And then he actually, in my church, I grew up in Church of God Mission. There was this lady who, who is the owner of Voice Nigeria, Mavi mm -hmm. uh, Sibo. Okay. So she was doing special programs for teenagers to come get refined. That was where it started for me. Wow. So, Quite a journey. Yeah, she did it for me. Yeah, she did it like two weeks for every all the teenagers in the church there. So we're going for the trainings and all that. 
you know, so that was how I picked it up. And that was how I picked the interest to start also refining all the people and not leave people the same way they were because I wasn't left in that same spot. So that gave me that compassion and the passion to be, begin to help all the people. So that's the journey personally, yeah, for me. And ever since I picked up that journey, I mean, except for the, the external challenges that I had, where people wanted to see um, that I was different mm -hmm. and I had to prove to them that, I mean, if you're determined, you can be different to be able to help all the people. Thumbs up on that attitude. That is the, that is like the best attitude that you have okay. taken. So instead of you sulking and getting depressed and saying, well, I'm probably not going to do well anyway, everybody keeps, you know, laughing at me and maybe, I, maybe I'm not up to par. You, you rose up yeah. at that young age. You decided that the best way forward would be to learn, to find out and learn. And to me, that at That's that it. young age is admirable. You know, you, you didn't need anybody to, to come to you and say, you know what, why don't you just try taking some courses? People made fun of you. You cried. You rose up, dusted yourself off, went back to your dad, you know, and you're like, how do we do this? How do we do this? And now over the years, this is what you're mm -hmm. doing for other people. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Amazing. It's an amazing journey. There's no shifting here and there. You stuck. It's like you've known your purpose, you know, for, for time, ever since you were young and you, 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 you held on to it, you know, yeah. vigorously also, vigorously. And when I say vigorously, I say that, you know, I say that because you, you were made fun of. You were like, a, you stuck out like a sore thumb in school. You were made fun of and you were not even with your own parents, you were with your foster parents. Um, yeah. but at the same time, even though all that was laid down on the table, you looked at everything and you're like, okay, enough. I need to rise up. And that's it. That's what you did. And you did it in such a positive way. You really are a role model. You are one, <laughs> one, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. You are one to look at, look at and emulate, you know, because we have enough stories of people that would you know, get into a situation or um, be bullied. And instead of rising above that bullying, they sink deeper. That's the point. They that's sink, it. yeah, they sink deeper, but that's not the case with you. Whoa, you know, so the 4,500 brands, what, a, you know, it says here, the cutting, Basically, the 4,500 4, brands are cutting across business owners, entrepreneurs, employees, employers in different organizations, presenters in radio and TV. Yeah. Really, presenters. Yeah. Okay, that's me here. Mm -hmm. I might need to be knocking on your door soon, maybe. <laughs> so <t> <laughs> that's me there you know um students as well as as well as um individual brands that you that you helped that you polished mm. all right yeah yeah wow. and that's over 20 years that's it wow and you've only just started i've just started i just realized that i've just started <laughs> 
yeah you've only just started and you've done that much this is just I don't know what to say I'm actually speechless it's just I remember reading the whole I've like I said I've cut stuff out of it but I'm gonna put it you know in 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 the bio when when I when I do publicize this um I you you um launched your book distinguished and and I was privileged enough to be you know at the um at the launch and Mm -hmm. I really I picked up on something that you mentioned even though you have spoken a little bit about it um there was there were certain certain things you noticed uh maybe in the community that you were in or the the crowd the group that you were you were around how how people spoke and addressed other people which just as you mentioned you know initially that was just a pet peeve for you if anybody wanted to step on your toes all they had to do was have a bad attitude and Mm -hmm. that's And then we're going to get your attention, you know, and I remember you saying one of the examples you gave, which is in your book, is especially when I don't know if, you know, other other people do it, but I know in Nigeria, in Africa, it's like, hey, you come here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, sorry, who, 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 what, what? Or, or maybe, maybe if you go somewhere, maybe if you see an older person and this older person has come in, you're sitting down as a young person, you're sitting down in the chair and this older person has come in and they're really tired and they, you know, you, the, the norm normally is like, okay, you get up and you know, like, oh, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, sit down, that kind of stuff. But if you don't, it's like, what do you mean? Get up there, you didn't just see me come. You just see me coming. And these are the things okay. that you were you were mentioning. Talk us, talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. Wow. Um <laughs> exactly what I mentioned because mm-hmm. um I'm in Lagos, Nigeria. I'm speaking right now from Lagos, Nigeria, and mm-hmm. um Uchi a lot. I have seen a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the working environment, the, the office environment, the workforce, mm. I've seen a situation where uh, bosses have this um, have this mentality, this mindset that their employees are their slaves, like just because they've decided to work with them, as long as they are paying them the salary, then mm. they are their slaves, so they can talk to them anyhow. You can find, you find bosses, like they just boss these people. They just make them feel like um, very um, irrelevant mm. around them. Okay, mm. without me, you can't survive. Without me, I'm your, I'm, I'm the person who's got key to you. So you gotta listen to me. You gotta, you got to obey me. So you see them screaming on. I've been there. I've been mm. there. I've worked with a particular boss who, when she wants to talk to me, she's a lady. She wanted to talk to me, and she, she just. She just gives me that command. Whoa. And and command, command has a way of putting me off. Command. Once you once you come, if you want me to get put off immediately, just start commanding me. Get this for me. Go and get this done. Come and go to this place. Get this. What, what kept you waiting? And you keep shouting. And I'm just gonna ask you, what exactly are you screaming about? Because you can actually talk to me like, first of all, I'm a human being. That is one of the things that I try to portray in my book. Mm. You, you first of all see people as humans. Mm. 
Because when you don't see them as animals, you will talk to them well. Because they are just humans to you. So I kept saying, until one day I had to call my boss and I said, sorry, ma'am, can I have a word with you? And God knows that I have been this crazily bold girl, even mm. when I was young. I will ask you that question. I will put it up to your face that what you just did is wrong. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you many reasons why it is wrong. At the end of the day, you will see reasons with me, but let's just talk. So I've been that kind of a person. And then I, I, my boss was shocked one day when I told her, I said, ma'am, you have a way of being nasty with your words. Whoa. And it's not going down well with the staff in the office. They are talking about you behind you, but you don't know. Hmm. You scream on them. You scream on us. You talk to us roughly. Like you don't have any, any politeness with your words. Could you please be a little polite when you're addressing people? Because we are all adults here. Nobody, even children, you can talk to them like that. What did she, she say? said, how dare you? She <laughs> said, how dare you? <laughs> And I'm sure, and I'm sure she thought that when she told me, how dare you, I'm going to all start shaking and say, oh, I'm sorry, man. No, I never did. I mm. said, but the word, how dare you, I never said anything wrong to you. I just want you to treat us as civil. I mean, be civil to mm -hmm. us and, and then treat us like humans. Mm -hmm. That's just it. Find your pain as a salary. I can actually walk away from the salary tomorrow and go to a, a more polite environment. Mm -hmm. But what about others? I may not know that because even when I was working, now I consult. Mm -hmm. When I was working, I made sure that I do not give anybody the authority to feel that they can lord over me simply because I'm working or they are paying me salary. Mm -hmm. I made mm -hmm. sure that I build that confidence in myself that if by tomorrow I decide to work out, I can work out and I'll still survive and I'll do my thing. So Amazing. I try to be very, yeah, I try to relate to people with an open mind and make sure I get the best out of my work. So when I told her that, and she said, how dare you? I said, but if you look at what I've said, ma'am, I wasn't insulting you. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't rude to you. I was just being honest. You look at it. You can sleep over it. And by tomorrow you can send me off. I don't mind. Mm -hmm. But you can tell that it's the truth I told you. I just need you to become a place. I need you to talk to us, you know, politely and let us get this work done. Do you know that I eventually became one of our best? Really? I eventually, it was tough initially, uh -huh. but I eventually became one of our best and I became the voice of the people. Amen. Because she actually promoted me eventually. So that was <laughs> when I knew that. <laughs> that means some people know what to do right, but they don't want to do it, but they expect people to and you know be able to put them through and that's yeah. why i felt like how many people can i go one-on-one -on -one to talk to them about being polite and treating mm. others well mm. and, and i felt that i couldn't reach so many people and that's the reason i decided to couple so many things inside ladies and gentlemen distinguished ladies and gentlemen so yeah. that I a book. many people as read it's going to reach out to the whole world about quite a book. My it's quite a uh -huh. book it's a super book for real you know, I also, I, I was also appreciative of the men that were at the launch mm -hmm. on that day yeah. because of the way they spoke and they, they agreed that, you know, it's almost like an epidemic in Nigeria where disrespect is, is a little warped. You know, we say we respect the elders, but we don't respect um, young people or another person. It's wrong for them to respect a young person. 
forgetting the fact that a young person is a human being and also has feelings and, and, and thoughts and, you know, they have their own individuality that needs to be respected. However, you know, for, for me to hear the men that day was, was very encouraging. It's nice to, to, to know that they are a set of Nigerian men, African men who have common sense. Because you, it, it is, you know, it, it, it takes a bit of sense for you to know that you do not treat anybody or the opposite sex in such a, in such a, in such a bad way because you feel you are much better, you know, much better than them. It's an epidemic. It needs to, it, yeah, this is, it's a book that has been written at the right time. Well done. <laughs> Thank you so much, girl. Thank you. And keep, keep, keep telling them. <laughs> <laughs> keep telling that i hope you you because it's a new book and i hope it opens doors where you can come and talk because it does need to be heard and i i just there was something you said earlier funny enough my pastor mentioned it was almost like it came to him as a maybe as a word of knowledge i'm i i'm not sure but when he was when he was giving a word of knowledge um that particular <laughs> Uh, that particular Sunday, which was probably last week, Streams of Joy, actually, that's, that's my church, and I connect with them online. They, Pastor Jerry was saying something, and he said, he stopped. I, I believe it was a word of knowledge, where he said, even to the people who are here, who feel that without me, you're not going to make mm. it, or you're not going to be able to reach so-so and so, well, I come here to tell you that, you know, basically he was, you know, you know, this, this dispelling that, that no, 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 no. From here, as far as the Lord is concerned, you are not the beginning, beginning or the end of anybody's life. You know, I can't remember it. Was Absolutely. Right, I remember Absolutely. And it stood out to me because he, the, where he was, where he was speaking at that time was in a boot. And in my spirit, in my mind, I'm thinking, hmm, hmm. Abuja is definitely the hub for that because it's a place where everybody yeah. feels, you know, they they are king, you know, and they're yeah, just. That's a, and, that's but God was telling them that day that don't even go there. Don't think because of so so and so and so, if they don't do A B C D, they're not going to be able to reach whoever they they, they 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 want to reach. And that really happens a lot in Nigeria. It's all about who you know and you know who you don't yeah. know when you know who, but that's it. respect that's it. is respect is so what so, the, so whether the person whether the person is coming in i'm so sorry for um disrupting whether the person is coming in with yeah whether the person is coming in with a bad character with bad attitude mm -hmm. as long as this person knows this person he's the one that will be picked first mm -hmm. that's what's going on now so 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 people are people are ready to to clamp on others there's something i said at the back of my book that's under about the book mm -hmm. and i said something and i said we live in a world where men and women we live in a world where men and women strive for control yeah. at the expense of complimenting and celebrating one another's strength mm -hmm. hence it behoves uh, me to put my observations, my thoughts, and my suggestions on paper as to help every man and woman 
move from the point of being the man mm. and the woman they are to the gentleman and the lady they ought to be. Right. So I said that in this book, I'm just reading a little bit about the book. You will find reasons you should be the gentleman rather than the man. Mm. to men rather than being the man i mm. know that people are men already i mean a man is a man but yeah. there is another aspect of the man that is a gentleman that needs to be um needs to be allowed to evolve needs to be allowed to come out right. because in uh, let me talk about africa um generally we have this uh and the man kind of mentality mm -hmm. and the man once it happens like that, the woman can go under the feet, the, the young people can go under his feet, God will lick his boots and all that. So all that are things that I try to address in the book so that there is a reason for that gentleman to come out. I mean, start manifesting in the man. And there is a reason. I, I do apologize, ladies and gentlemen, we are having a bit of a network network issue here hello gloria ladies and gentlemen unfortunately we are experiencing a few network um, issues which means we have to come to the end of the show however if you do need to get in touch with gloria her facebook um, handle is brand polisher instagram is brand polisher Twitter is Gloria Robson, LinkedIn, Gloria Robson, and her phone number, which is also on WhatsApp, is 0813-352-2476. 0813-352-2476. Everything is going to be up on, on the bio, and um, you can... Awesome contact oh. from there. Um, Gloria also consults for schools and organizations as an HR professional and image consultant. So ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of the Emergency Greatness podcast. Gloria, I want to say thank you. Thank you for coming on and do apologize for the um, network issues that, you know, we're having. Um, but, um, you know, I will bring it to an end. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thanks. And we look forward to another Emerging into Greatness podcast. We keep it alive. We keep it kicking. kicking. And we make sure it's sassy. It's the Emerging into Greatness podcast. Are you ready to take your business further? Welcome to the Emerging to Greatness podcast with your host, Sassy Shade. <laughs> Talking all things business, business, business. Talking to CEOs directors and leaders in business keeping it alive keeping it kicking and definitely sassy the emerging into greatness podcast with sassy shade, sassy shade. there is absolutely no contest <laughs>